Welcome to a very special Metagame Minute. I'm your host and DM Alex. Uh, and before we uh, listen to what everyone else has to say about this week's game, I want to go over just why we why we went on this little jaunty side quest. Uh, why we took Strummer and a bunch of other NPCs, PCs off to far off lands. Um, because I think it's a good idea when you're running a campaign like this to do these fun little one shots. And for me, this was a way to explore more of the world that we don't get to see uh, in the main campaign. Um, and so that's why we, we went on this. I, I thought it would be a fun, fun adventure and a way to tie up a loose end so we're not the players aren't worried about it um, during the main campaign. Like they've got bigger fish to fry. Uh, and so we sent them on a quest to kill Eben. And they are, uh, they're, they're trying to do it. <laughs> at least so far, they're, they're, they're plucking away at it. Um, Alex yeah, is a it, really cool land. Hmm? It, it, it's a very cool land. It's something very different than uh, uh, what we've been playing in thus far. Uh, has that always been part of your world and that sort of thing? This this place specifically, and I've this character even is somebody who who I've had as an NPC. I've always wanted to put in a game, but they've never found a way to do it until um, Rhett came up with Zephyrus's character, and I thought it was the perfect fit. Hmm. I always knew his tent. I always knew this place existed, which is a canyon on the outskirts of the country of Kuningrik. Um and so, yeah, this place has always been here. I've, I've got a, a little detailed map that, that shows this little canyon somewhere. Um, yeah, I think we've, uh, I don't think we've put the canyon on uh, online, but I know that we've put no, Eben's no. little uh, fighting palace where we are yes. this week. Uh, so, you know, just sort of uh, broad strokes here. Uh, like what was sort of, uh, you know, your goal with this this land and then also, you know, the overall story. And like you said, you know, Rhett's character kind of like brought, you know, an idea to life, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rhett's, Rhett's character, Zephyrus, let me use this NBC of him working on. Um, and this adventure itself has been a way to explore that. And, and really, it is just a stage for a one-shot. It's a pretty... As you can tell, it goes down a canyon. It's a, it's a railroaded adventure straight to the bad guy, but a way to stretch your legs as new characters, a way to try out new spells, new abilities, and see what you like, see what you don't like. Um, it's always a good idea to, to try those things out, even if it's not in a full campaign, um, to see what parts of those characters, what rules really work well uh with with play with characters that you're playing and so this was this is a a training grounds a battlegrounds for that a, a way to to like i said yeah a way to stretch your legs um with these characters what and, yeah I, I thought it was cool just because like you know fast forwarding we've already played as our you know our main stay characters uh at this point of the recording but i thought it was a very interesting idea for you to almost like give us that that warm up of playing again after not playing for so long 
but we have also the warm up of playing these other characters. But I really feel that like we all kind of like had something to prove with them, mainly because like Rhett's character, you know, he he had been playing that character. So technically, everyone else was like all the new people. You know, mm-hmm. and so, like, I think we all had kind of like something to prove, and we all wanted to, like, immediately, excuse me, immediately be involved in the story, you know. And, that- and, and, and I thought you set that up in a really great, like, hey, uh, you're all friends, and you guys are kind of already together, and you're doing this thing, and so fucking, like, go do a bunch of shit rather than, like, so you guys all meet, and you have that obligatory, like, well, I guess we will do this adventure together. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. No, it's just like, no, you guys are already here and you're going to go do the shit. Mm-hmm. I thought, that, yeah. th- I, I, and I thought you like, I thought you like uh, politely shoved us uh, as nice as you could. Yeah. And I, I think that's something you have to do for one shots for something you're trying to do pretty quickly is you want to get on the tracks pretty, pretty soon. You know, yeah. you want to have a reason why you're together. You can, think of all the reasons why you wouldn't be together later um yeah. and you brought something else up is is this was also a nice way to have a send-off for strummer since mm-hmm. uh zephyrus is going to be be back in the mix this was a way to to have something for strummer for his exit from the party because i didn't want it to just be you know you can play this character for a little bit while we while you wait on your other guy to res mm-hmm. you know he Strummer was part of the part of the crew and and definitely had his effect on the story at large, for and, sure. And and honestly, I didn't know if we would get, you know, Zephyrus back. Right, right. I think me and Rhett always knew that that was what the plan was going to be. That in some way he was going to come back. Right. Um. But but at least for everyone else, um, we wanted to leave that up in the air because. We but like we had to, to earn it, right? It. Like you wouldn't have just given it to us. Like if we if we fucked up enough, you would have been like, sorry. Um. So so with the the resurrection of Zephyrus, there's consequences. Um, okay. Well, you know, the first one is is yeah his his change in race, his his sub race, and his change in subclass. So those were two. If he would have come back. Oh yeah, like. What was that? Was that a finale? You know, was that a finality thing? Like when he died, was it always a possibility that you and uh, or Rhett had worked out, or was it something that like, if you play your cards right and you do the side adventure that you know, hey, ding, dot above your head, side quest. If mm-hmm. and if you can pass the side quest, then sure, he can come back. Or because like, dude, you play fucking hardball with us, and it kind of sucks sometimes. Where I'm like. <laughs> Can he just like kid gloves us and you're like, fuck you, die. <laughs> um so it was always in the cards that he was gonna come back. That was okay. the probably the week after he had died, we came to that decision. Um because he does declare. Was, he 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 declared, yeah. Uh um, you know, the the, the consequences that'll come with it and um how it happens we're left up to a number of things um i'll say this in the metagame minute uh the only chance that any of you had of contacting julia mm. was the last breakfast that you had with willem because that was the only items that you had of hers that you still had that you could have contacted her with all right was the 
cheese and the bread that she had left you. That's um, right. And so that was or that was uh, that, that a was Julia. A, yeah, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> if um, I do remember correctly, sir. <laughs> but there's there's some things behind the scenes that were that was happening with Willem and with Adrian uh, mm-hmm. that that led to that season finale, and also it being, I thought, an interesting thing to happen for yeah. a season finale. And our uh, one and only uh, Strummer has uh, this to say. Okay, it is Rhett's turn coming at you with Strummer's metagame minute this week. So we kick off the fight in the dark, Jin Eben's lair, and I'm getting like mad, heroic, Lord of the Rings vibes. Strummer wants to leap into action. Um, and if you look at the, uh, you look at the hand-painted uh, map that, uh, that our DM Alex whipped up over on Insta, you can kind of see what I mean. You know, there's this thin bridge. Oh, that's just begging for Strummer to jump over that. So I, I start getting out there, and I really wanted to focus on Eben, but this week I spent more time than I'd like solving puzzles, because you see, Strummer, part of the benefit of his deep stalker abilities is darkness. He favors darkness. He gets some added goodies when enemies can only perceive you using dark vision. So I decided to take a pot shot at the brazier, because I could, and uh, because even was out of range or out of sight or something. Uh, and it cursed me with the knowledge that it did something, uh, because even shouted out. And right then and there, I should have probably, I should have spent some more of my abilities just taking out those brazers as fast as possible. But for some reason, I was tricked myself into being more conservative than I really needed to, and thus spent most of my turns playing the puzzle game rather than doing what Strummer does best, which is kill, murder, kill, baby. You know, he's supposed to be kind of like Mel Gibson at the beginning of The Patriot when he rushes down into the woods after they murder his son and he has all these guns and he's just opening a fire on this big party. You know, that's what Strummer is supposed to be. He's supposed to be this guerrilla fighter. Um, But instead, here he was, a guerrilla puzzle solver. And, you know, uh, it worked out pretty well. But I think in hindsight, I I either would have opened up with some abilities to take those brazers out a little faster or I would have focused more of my attention on even a little bit and and even going beyond that you know you'll notice uh, that I didn't even touch the dagger you know the dagger they gave me to fight even um, it's still on my hip and so I think looking back I, I should have probably got my hands a little bit more dirty got up close you know the whole goal sever that link between even and his patron murder him and uh, I was a little too conservative and that's that's not really Strummer's thing but overall it uh, worked out pretty well we had some big spell moments on Eben and uh, we're all alive to carry on into the next episode so we'll see what happens next week y'all let's uh, let's hope I play Strummer a little bit better now uh, you know we're we're in the cave uh, of Eben and we we've gone a couple of rounds uh, thus mm-hmm. far uh, you know, uh, we've stumbled in and seen like, you know, the, the blocks circling and, you know, there's a bunch of blocks around you and then you turn invisible and then you return visible right behind Caleb's character. Are there any, you know, and I believe like your last action was that you cast that little, uh, uh, f- uh, uh whirlwind around scory at the end of the bridge. Yeah. As Eben, is there anything you would have done differently, and how do you think that might have 
up to the end of this episode, which is about where you put the uh, where I do mm-hmm. dispels magic. Um, is there anything that you think it would have like done differently or positioned you differently or you know whatever? Yeah, just I mean, for the most part, I played even the way I wanted him to be played. Um, if I was trying to get meticulous and trying to you know game the system to to try and kill you guys, I would have kept him invisible or at least kept him out of line of sight of most of the stuff that you guys had doing that would have been good. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you know, I, I play them in the moment. I try and make those decisions, you know, based on what their current cir- circumstances are and, and listening back. Yeah. It's he, he's run pretty well in that scenario. The biggest thing, just keeping out of line of sight of everyone, because that's what really hurt him. Yeah, he could if he could have got a couple of people uh, uh, in, you know, uh, either either in place or away from the group, he could have, you know, like three three attacks that hit are going to kill one of you guys. Yeah, for sure. And like when you did like some of your multiple attacks, I was worried for some of our players because like you definitely hit a couple of them. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised how little uh, he he does get hits on because he's got a good. I mean, it's three attacks and and a good bonus. It's it's the dice were in your guys' favor. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Um... Hey, everybody. Caleb here. You know, the guy that plays Yamhorn and Cinder and Scory and most recently Vinny. I'm sure Bentley mentioned up top that this is kind of a weird uh, metagame minute, so I thought I'd do something a little bit different, too. Uh, I have Google Alerts set to let me know when, whenever somebody's talking about Chaotic Amateurs or any of the characters. And so I thought I'd check out to see what people are saying about the podcast. So I'll just see what's going on on the web. So here we go. And let's see here. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, oh, this is interesting. I did not think we had these big of names uh, listening to our show, but looks like we've got a comment here from Mark Zuckerberg. Looks like he was interviewed in uh, by Vice, and uh, he says when asked if he listens to podcasts. He replied surprisingly, "Oh yeah, my favorite is the little D and D podcast called." Okay, well the rest is redacted, so I guess forget that one. Let's go to the next one. What, what do we got next? New York Times. New York Times reports chaotic amateurs is a podcast, and that's all it says. I suppose that's accurate. Doesn't really provide any sort of other information no editorialization or okay well i guess any publicity is good publicity or something something like that i don't know oh here's another big name look at that uh bill maher says i love to listen to chaotic amateurs in my town car it keeps me awake and fresh oh that's terribly nice of bill well bill if you hear this thank you for that comment and uh keep listening man all right, Milo, what were your thoughts on this week's episode? And I'll 
laid down for three turns. <laughs> yeah, you were basically on your boba the entire time, but you did this fucking thing, which was like, uh, I forget exactly what it was. I cast friends on him. <laughs> friends, that's what it was. But you were like, constant. so I just imagine you as Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park the entire time with like your shirt open. And you're just sort of like, you're like, ah, yes, uh, even come on over and play. Uh, <laughs> I like that a lot better than what I was actually doing, but yeah. Yeah, but That's I mean, you kind of said that was. shit, though. You kind of said it. You were like, hey, even come on over. Like, come on over here. And I think I even made like a come on over, baby, fucking Christianity Allaire joke. But like, but also I made the Jeff Goldblum because like you kept like just being on your butt and like, and, and Caleb even once was like, wait, did you just do all this like leaning back and just like Jeff Goldblum like shirt open Jurassic Park? Just like, ah, uh, yes, the dinosaurs, the genies, good God, coming at you, fighting you. Who knows what's happening? I'm leaning back. Oh, <laughs> what's going on? My name is Bob. Good God. Bab. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just looking at all of my actions and stuff, and this character yeah, was so, not designed to do Yeah, so tell me about the, the friends thing, though, because let's get back to you. You're prone for all of your turns. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the other thing is I had fallen off that fucking cliff <laughs> like the, the yeah, couple yeah, hours yeah, before. Yeah, like one or two and episodes. Like my, the character, in my mind of my character, is like, I'm you, not going to run across that bridge that. and stand there. Yeah, you kept saying <laughs> that. You kept going, move. like, I don't want to cross the bridge. It feels weird to me. Like, I don't have enough movement because I've been prone and shit like that. But, like, when you were going through your spells, so, like, like, and you can even hear it in the recording. You're like, I don't have anything. And they, you know, I'm going to cast Friendship. <laughs> you know what let's just let's just see what happens so tell me so so like that's basically how it happened like we i i heard you almost give up and you go you know what and then you kind of blanketly go like yeah fuck it i'm gonna cast friendship and then i was just like <laughs> wait why and then like you have to explain to it so go take me through your process uh yeah no basically yeah i had nothing to do i was stuck there i was laying on the ground and i didn't have any spells or i wasn't gonna throw my spear again because i thought that was dumb the first time to begin with i so... mean you you did only hit a rock <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean you nailed so... it <laughs> but i don't know it just seemed like and and the way the way alex dms too if I came up with a good idea, he might roll with it and it might affect the entire scenario. And it might be the thing that, you know, helps us, you know, to victory or at least get my character for sure know, something to do for the turn. So that was really all my thinking was like none of the other things that I could be doing right now make any sense for my character. I could do this and maybe something would happen. That was all I was thinking. <laughs> if friendship would like like a movie. 100% worked exactly how you wanted it to. How would you like how would you have made that work and ultimately like you know forget roles forget everything like where would it have gone? Like take us a couple, you know, turns beyond like if everything was just going your way. Uh the main thing is he would come to me and we would actually be able to face each other. That's all I really wanted. I was just sitting there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, but like, what spells did you have? Like, what, like, did you oh, have nothing. a melee attack? I had no spells. So, yeah, no, so, my melee attack. No, he's 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 a character that's designed to basically strike and then knock the people prone and then stab them on the ground. <laughs> so I never got a chance to get up close and personal to anything, and I never got a chance to knock anything prone because one, 
nothing came close to me and two uh the other people that we were fighting didn't have the ability to fall prone so <laughs> like nothing i could have done uh would have been effective against anything that we fought <laughs> so yeah so so uh uh even the gin like if you had punched him like he's got like uh bludgeoning resistance or whatever uh, I believe only magic items would damage him, and I don't. Oh, believe so essentially, prone. like you would have swung like right through his I ghosty been, body. Yeah, I would have been doing half damage the entire time, and I wouldn't be able to knock him prone. I wouldn't have been able to do what my character was designed to do. <laughs> so it's almost good that you fell prone and were like. I mean, it made for like a funnier <laughs> moment of me casting friendship, <laughs> opposed to me doing half damage against him and not being able to knock him prone. <laughs> What would it have been, like, if it's a spell, then a hit, then a this, then a that, and a boom? Like, if it all just 100% worked out for you, what would it have been? Uh, it was a no-win scenario. <laughs> My character was not designed to be there. It's just, uh, yeah, no. There's nothing there. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, my got seems like it's maybe been a slower week we've only got a couple more here to see okay here's one. Oh, this is a weird one i didn't even know these people provided uh reviews of podcasts but here here's one from imperfectfoods.com says our team loves listening to chaotic amateurs it really helps them focus when selecting the worst pieces of produce to send out Okay, uh, I don't really know how to take that one, but you know, if you want any podcasting advertising, imperfectfoods.com, feel free to get a hold of us, I guess. So, okay, and last alert here, let's see what it says. Oh, ooh, I think I'm going to like this one. We'll see. Uh, it looks like there's a blog written by D&D Bat 69 XO 420 huh uh, and the the blog name is things yamhorn should have done blogspot.com okay cool and it says a blog dedicated to chaotic amateurs worst player they must they must have the addresses kind of like a an ironic address. I think they're probably talking about Rhett. But uh, let's see here. What's the entry that pinged? Okay. Oh, it looks like they're talking about our most recent episode, this week's episode. That's perfect because that's what this uh, Metagame Minute's all about. It says, in their most recent episode, the team is able to hold their own in spite of the usual mishandlings of their most worthless character, Vinny. Just like the predecessors before him, Yamhorn, Cinder, and most recently Scory, their failure to choose the correct enemy and an indecisiveness jeopardized the team's success in their mission to... Okay, blah, blah, blah. I don't think this is a good blog, but... Uh, yes, that might have made it so we can focus on the main enemy, even... But it's never easy when you're in the middle of the chaos, okay? 
And you have to keep in mind that I'm playing a character that I don't know very well. I've only played it for a couple sessions, a couple of episodes or whatever. And I'm just not a very good D&D player. Well, shit, man. Is there anything else that you would like to uh, extend to the listeners? You know, any, uh, you know, any, in any lore, any, you know, I know we have people that, that listen to us that are also now starting their D and D games based off of us. Like, is there any, cause you know, you had layer actions and shit like that. And, like you really took the time to like sort of transpose a bunch of stuff and figure it out. So like, you know, people building their first layer and their first big boss attack, like what sort of uh, advice could you give them? Yeah, definitely with with trying this and doing it for the first time, you learn lots of things by by failure. And that's what I've done before. Um, layer actions and legendary actions are the fix to boss battles that have a single boss. Otherwise, it's a boss that has minions and even has a few, but not very many. Um, and it's just it's it boils down to this being a game of rules and it being mathematically advantageous to have more actions. And so the way you balance that, you give you give your big bads layer actions and you make them cool. Uh because I think you know that it's, it's so much more entertaining to bust into some evil layer and the walls shake when he chooses that to happen or different things happen in the layer like floating platforms that are going to make it more dynamic. Uh I on our on our discord, I, I'll get some questions sometimes. And I think the best advice, though, is always, is it going to be fun for the players? Are the players going to have fun doing this? And that's that's always got to be the the number one priority. That's my always my priority is are the players going to have an amount of fun? Are they going to be able to solve a problem uh, if they put their minds to it? And and I think I think even I think this layer has done done that really well. Thus far, I completely agree with you. <laughs> and uh and uh obviously we know how it turns out, but Mike, man, you're kicking our asses and and you've always got something unique. But also what's really cool to see you adjust to is when your player surprises uh surprise you. Uh like I kind of think a little bit that like you know, as as of this point you know, we're, we've sort of surprised you and we're doing better than you might've thought that, or like, you know, maybe using some foresight or thinking things through a little bit more or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like maybe we surprised you a little bit. I kind of felt that at least. Oh yeah. No, there was definitely moments throughout this, 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 this episode and the, the episodes previous that, um, have been curveballs, things that I wouldn't, I didn't think of. And it's always a it's always a trap to try and think of all the different things that that your players can do. And and it's it's always so nice to see one come from way outside. Um, just the immediate dispel of the whirlwind and uh, Yolov's um, calculations on illusions, you know, crafting. Uh, and also Milo so Lane and. Ah, Jeff Goldblum position and being like, friendship, come love <laughs> me. Come on now. Oh, yeah. And th- and that's the thing. Milo's been, he was one of the players I had when I first started DMing back in fourth edition. And he has played some weird characters. Uh, we, we we should do a whole, a whole episode about uh, Gaff, who is a kobold druid that would turn into a rat 
and at some point caused a bar to catch on fire and blamed <laughs> it on one of the other party members. Um, I may run a professional game on the podcast as best I can, but we have had our <laughs> Try to recreate wild times. that. <laughs> That's amazing. But I had a lot of fun for this little one-off session, and I thought Alex did a great job. I loved, actually, I really enjoyed playing Vinny this, for this little one-off, and all the characters that the other guys thought up were fantastic and a lot of fun to play with, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping, and they may talk about it in their little segments too, but I'm hoping that we all maybe get some more missions in the future from uh, Summer's Band of Merry Men. Because that was a lot of fun, and 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 how about uh, Bob hanging out on the floor for most of the most of the fight? Not, I think we talk about it in another metagame minute, but we or we all seem to fail to do what our characters specialized in for this little one-off, and I so nobody really got the shine, and I feel like in nobody really shining, it really made us all shine together as a group anyway so i think yeah those are that's my two bits on that lousily written blog uh i will not mention the address again because nobody should see it and it should suck burn and die yeah i think that's all the google alerts i had so i'm looking forward to playing again with the guys we've got another session coming up here this week and i'm looking forward to that and thank you everybody for listening And I'll hand it over to the next guy. Toodles.